And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host today, Matt Watson, and our guest today is Miles Bassett from Wildman Web Solutions. We're going to be talking today about digital marketing and uh, excited to, to talk all about that. Um, before we get started today, I do want to remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Wix. Yes, our friends over at Wix know a thing or two about turning a scrappy startup team into a global organization that serves millions of people. And they want to share what they've learned with Startup Hustle listeners in their new micro podcast series called Ready for Takeoff by Wix. When you tune into Ready for Takeoff by Wix, you get to hear from Wix founders and company leaders. They share super short lessons to help you build better programs and teams faster. Hey, that's a topic I can get behind. Same kind of topics we talk about here on Startup Hustle. Uh, please subscribe and follow Ready for Takeoff by Wix wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Miles, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. I hear you're the expert at digital marketing. Is that right? I don't know if I'd say expert, but uh, I'm I'm living in the trenches all day, every day, so that hopefully others don't have to. Well, so you are the founder and CEO of Wildman Web Solutions, and I see you're here in Lawrence, Lawrence Kansas. Yes, I am. Yeah. Representing. Are we going to hear a lot of like rock, chalk, Jayhawk like stuff during this podcast today? Oh, it's it's not March right now. So, no. <laughs> So for those of you who are not familiar, Lawrence, Kansas is home to the world famous Kansas basketball team, which won the world, the uh, college championship this year, right? Yes, we did. It was very exciting. And my office is not nearly far enough away from campus to have that not be a problem. <laughs> the whole street yeah. fills up with parking. Um, the whole city blows up there for a little while. So it's a, it's a fun time to be a, a Lawrenceian. Yeah. So I guess, first of all, I guess, what is it like to have a company in a, um, I guess what we would describe as a college town? I mean, Lawrence is more or less a college town, right? Very much so. Yeah. And it is a very unique uh, space. The population of the city fluctuates by about a third, depending on what time of year yeah. it is. Uh, campus operates as its own mini city within our city, but then bleeds out into it and affects the market. Uh, we have a very vibrant downtown space because of that, uh, that similar to other college towns, I think. Um, I always say it's a, it's a nice size of town. It's got that vibe of the, the small town. I can walk around downtown and see people that I know, um, but it's not so small that there's nothing to do. And the university, yeah. I think, really helps with that, with that balance and making sure that we have a lot of interesting things come through town from uh, music and events to speakers and, um, you know, all sorts of interesting things that, uh, only a university draws. So Lawrence is about what, an hour from Kansas city, you would say? Give or take. So what's it like to own a business 
and be in Lawrence? Like, how does that impact like what you do as a digital marketing company? Does that make it harder for you to find and attract clients because you're in Lawrence or or most of your customers are just way outside of the Kansas City area or? (laughs) A mix of all of those things, I guess. Uh, A bulk of our business is in the Northeast Kansas region, though we do work nationally. So got a bunch of the nice sized book of business in Nashville, Atlanta, all the way down in Florida. Um, I don't know why we went Southeast. That was an intentional thing, but that's just how our company has grown. Um, but we do work a lot locally. Um, as far as, you know, uh, struggling to get business or anything, I don't think that's the case. We have a large enough market here. There's tons of business going on. I don't know if you know this, but Lawrence was named one of the, I think the top, uh, tech growth city in the country as far as new technology jobs. Weird. Uh, so there's a ton of growth happening here. Uh, we're working with the, the Lawrence Chamber and our economic development awesome. uh, efforts here to bring all sorts of really good companies. We got a couple of efforts at the at the university um, trying to retain talent, keeping people that uh, that came here for college and having them actually stay here and start companies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole lot more business here than I think people may realize looking from well, the outside. Well, in, in some degree, I bet it helps you because you can be the the big fish in the small pond, right? Instead of being the the small fish in the big pond in Kansas City, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Possibly. And that's, that's why I said it's a little bit of all of those things because yeah. we do work nationally and there's no reason for, I mean, it's a digital company. There's yeah. no reason for us to work with the, the business down the street versus someone in Alaska. Yeah. Um, so there, I mean, there is not a natural limitation there. We can work everywhere, but if we really put our effort here locally, we can establish ourselves as the authority in the space. And I think that we've effectively done that in the last couple of years. Um, if you go to anyone here in town, they probably know me or know the company or at least someone on my team. Like I said, we, we do have a little bit of that small town feel here. And that is nice. Of course, everybody's like, yeah, I know that wild man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, I have the opportunity to, to keep a personal relationship with our clients, with the people that we work with. That's something that, um, I think bigger companies and bigger markets might struggle with. I think sure. we would probably struggle with that if we were you know, say in Kansas city, um, and, and keeping that personal connection. I know all of our clients on a first name basis. Yeah. I, I run into them downtown. Uh, our, our marketing director keeps running into people out on the golf course, uh, yeah. So I mean, that's that personal connection is something that I don't think could be attainable in a larger market, and is an advantage that uh, that we have here in Lawrence. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting for those listening. You know, think about um, you know working in kind of a, a, a smaller a smaller city outside of a bigger metro area. I wouldn't really call Lawrence a suburb of Kansas City. It, it really is kind of its own city an hour away. It might be one of these days, but no, not yet. We're we're our own thing. Yeah. Well, you know, so today I want to talk all about digital marketing and I guess let's let's start simple. If I asked you what is digital marketing, how would you answer that question for 2022, the year 2022? What is digital marketing in 2022? That is a good question. It's kind of a an umbrella term and intentionally vague because there is a whole lot that goes into it. I think you first have to start with marketing. I think too many people probably conflate something like sales with marketing and that's really not 
they're not the same thing. Sales, you're going out and you are you know, trying to get money or trying to get that conversion, trying to get the yes. Marketing, you're more trying to tell a story uh, to get information out there. I think a marketing director does a good job of describing this and saying that sales is talking to one person. Marketing is talking to everyone, talking there you to go. a lot of people. I like that. Um, and so digital marketing is really just using modern technology, whatever that happens to be, as it is changing every two seconds, um, to be more effective marketers. But it is a, a tool. It's an ends uh, means to an end. And that end is marketing. So um, even though I'm a, a technologist, I'm the, the software side of things, and I like to think about things in that way, I have to remind myself sometimes that, you know, I am basically a marketer here. And we're using that technology as uh, as a tool to reach more people, to tell a story, um, and to tell that story to the right person in the right way at the right time for our clients. So it seems like to me, I, I it seems like it seems like the the go to thing in digital marketing these days is is TikTok. Have have you done much with TikTok? Yeah, we we have a TikTok. Um, I'm not personally on it too much. That's not my. Uh, uh, my my social media of choice, but we do have one on there. We do work with clients and advise them on doing that. Uh, we do social media management. It is the as we've been talking about it a, a long time as kind of the new player in town. Yeah, but it's really not anymore. It's it's an established player at right. this point. Um, and so I think that having a strategy on there is. Um, it's a nice, easy win. It, it's a, one of the benefits of working with the new player in town, if you will, or the smaller markets there, is that it's easier to get organic reach. Whereas something like Facebook, if you post just something on your page, no one's going to see it. Yeah. Um, there's no. There's almost no chance that it, your uh, a large portion of your audience is really going to see it. Whereas on TikTok or one of the newer platforms, um, you can get a whole lot more with a whole lot less. Well, we, we talk about what is digital marketing in 2022, kind of start the conversation here. And absolutely, like TikTok came out of nowhere, right? And completely upended social media. In, and from my perspective, anyways, as somebody who used to use Facebook a lot, like I, I somebody said one day, like Facebook is where you go to uh, learn to hate the people you love. <laughs> it's like all your friends and family and you end up with a bunch of political fights and bullshit with them. But TikTok is where you go to learn to love the people you will never meet, right? Like, it's That's just so much more story. entertaining. And But Facebook is just, like, full of, like, politics and bullshit is what it seems like most of the time. And, like, I don't use it anymore. I don't think that it's going anywhere as a marketer. I think that Facebook is still yeah. the most powerful advertising tool ever created by man. Yes. Um, and, you know, maybe that'll change at some point. But as of right now, uh, the, the big players are still Google and Facebook. Now, there are these new players in town. Like I said, there's some um, advantages to working with these different platforms. Um, one is you're going to you're going to get your content in front of a very different audience by doing that. Um, you're going to be able to put out a very different type of content. I think one of the most interesting things that TikTok did on the landscape was um, shift how other social media platforms uh, allowed people to generate content. So you'll notice after TikTok came out, Instagram started doing these reels. Uh, mm -hmm. YouTube started doing their shorts. Yep. Um, Facebook has its own version of that. 
everyone saw the appetite that was there. Uh, TikTok really revealed a underserved portion of the marketplace, and they all start modified and uh, you know made their own version of TikTok. Um, anyway, I say that to say that uh, there's there's different types of content, there's different audiences on all of these different platforms, and so if you contextualize it properly and put the the right piece of content out on the right platform in the right way, then you're going to be able to reach an entire other segment of uh, your potential client base that you couldn't get to otherwise. Well, and I think I think the key there is depending on the type of business that you have, the social media platform that you would use could be dramatically different, right? Like if you're doing B2B, LinkedIn might be the place place to be. But if you're doing some like consumer awareness campaign, maybe TikTok is a great place to be. Um, That's one of the number one questions that that I get, I think, or we should put that in our FAQs on our site or something. Um, but, you know, people are asking me some version of, hey, I, I have a business. I know I should be using social media. There's too many options out there. What should I do? What yeah. platform should I do? Um, what kind of content should I be putting out there? How often should I post um, all that kind of stuff, which, which really comes down to logistics. And um, you're right, it really does depend on the business, on the industry, and on the person. Um, I always say, you know, start where you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a social platform that you use personally, you're more likely to create good content that makes sense in that context because you understand that platform. You already know what's going on there. You have a feel for it rather than just going into a completely unknown territory. So if you are yeah. familiar with Facebook and you've never seen TikTok before, and then you go out and try to make professional content for your business on TikTok, chances are it's not going to be very high quality stuff. Um, and you're not going to see as much success as if you were to, um, you know, stay in the game that you already know, even if it's not the perfect tool for you, or if you think, um, you know, it's, it's not reaching the right audience, or if you think there might some, be some advantages on another platform. If you're, if you're really hesitating, and you don't know where to, where to start, just start with what you know. Yeah. What, what works, you know, it's like you figure out what works and you just keep, you keep growing it and growing it. I work, uh, currently at a, at a company called home local services and we do digital marketing for home services, uh, companies. So like HVAC and plumbing and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, for our customers, it's like 90 something percent is like Google AdWords. Like people go to Google and search like, I need a plumber, nice. <laughs> right? Like you don't, you don't find a plumber on TikTok. Yeah. And that's one <laughs> of the reasons. They're, unless to, they're making I'm, cool videos, but it's like some random plumber that's not in your city either. It's like, you know, not somebody you're yeah, going to hire. I mean, like you said earlier, it's important to understand the industry. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the customer journey for someone who's looking for a plumber, it's because something's blown up in their house yeah. and there's water shooting out of the ceiling. They want yes. to search and go to that. So whoever is there at the top, they're getting the business. Yeah. Uh, chances are anyway. Totally um, different from industry to industry. So if I said to you the term full service digital marketing, what does that mean to you? Well, um, it is a little bit of a buzzword used in our industry. And if you look on our website, I do write about this. Um, where I think that we have, you know, we say that we are a full service digital agency, and I think that we we uh, fulfill on that promise. Um, I think a lot of people just throw that around because they do a couple of things. You know, they have a few services, but our mission from day one has been to 
accumulate technologies and tools and services and wisdom so that we can offer a holistic solution to small businesses who are just trying to figure this stuff out. You know, there's, there's way too many options out there from website builders to social media to SEO and AdWords and advertising on all these different social media platforms. I think a lot of people get lost or confused and they just don't know where that first step is going to be. So that's what, that's what I mean when I say full service is that we can take a customer from all the way from A to Z, anything that they need online when it comes to marketing their business digitally, uh, that, that is what we would provide. So if you have nothing, uh, we can work with you to do market research at the very beginning. If you're just in the idea stage of your company, um, we, we've worked with a couple of companies that are say just starting, uh, you know, just, a, starting a brand new company or they're opening up a new branch or something and helping them to do market research to figure out exactly where their building should be. Or if they haven't figured out their visual brand yet, we have designers and we can do a, a full logo and a brand document for you. Uh, you know, maybe you just come to us and say, look, I've got this name floating around in my head and that's it. Can you help me to build a business out of this? Then we can help them advise them and get them set up online. Um, all the way to an established business who uh, just needs a full revamp. We saw a lot of that in the last couple of years, COVID hit and um, you know, the, these businesses that have never needed to be online, all of a sudden had to be online tomorrow and intelligently leveraging their online presence or they're going to be closed. And so, um, you know, working with them to work with, uh, what they had, um, to work intelligently, many of them working on reduced, um, resources, let's say, um, and getting something out there that really works for them. Well, and it feels like as time goes along, all of the stuff just gets more and more complicated. It doesn't really get any easier, does it? Yes and no, because uh, all the tools are getting better, of course. Um, the, the technology out there is getting better. Um, websites are getting cooler and easier to do. Uh, there's all the, the advent of all these no-code and low-code softwares that are making even uh, you know higher-tier software development more accessible and easier. Um, so on one hand, I think it's getting it's getting easier just because the tools are getting better, the technology is getting better. But on the other hand, there just keeps being more options. There's more and yeah. more social media platforms out there. There's more and more website builders out there. And um, it can be it's, difficult to even get started. It's like, how do I build my website? And then how do I make it work on mobile and tablets? And, and if you search that on Google, you're going to get 100 million different yeah. answers and a lot of them are right. They're just different directions yeah. to take. And you have all the social media stuff to deal with. And, and of course, advertising on Google and retargeting and SEO and content marketing and like influencer marketing, like all this stuff. Like there's a million things. It and seems like there's just something the, new every year. At the beginning of this, um, you know, I said that I live in the trenches here because that is part of the gig. My team and I are out there trying out the new platforms before they're big, trying out the tools before um, they hit the public market sometimes um, and really trying to stay on that cutting edge of what's happening so that by the time, um, you know, it comes around to mainstream, we can tell our clients, we can advise our clients, hey, this is the play for you. Maybe don't put as yeah. much energy over here. I know you see that new shiny thing coming up, but it's not going to be worth it. It's going to be gone in six months. Here's something that's going to be more advantageous. 
um, and we can figure out what tools work, uh, kind of go through that trial and error process so that our clients don't have to. They're small well, business owners. They need to focus on what they do best. You know, and, that's, and that's the key value that you provide, or, you know, or a full service digital marketing company provides, right? Is you know what works and what doesn't work. You've seen it. You've seen it work before, and you've seen, you know, you've you've learned from the mistakes, right? So, just like our company focuses on home services, we don't do anything else. We only do home services. But if somebody comes to us from that industry, we know exactly what to do. We know what the playbook. We we know all the industry trends, right? We can tell them exactly what to do. Um, but we don't know anything about anything else, right? Like we just focus on, on that. And, but that expertise is extremely valuable. Yeah. I was talking with a, uh, a, a professional connection, uh, a few days ago who, uh, is working in the financial space, doing bookkeeping, payroll taxes, that kind of thing. And she was just saying, uh, you know, how do you, how do you stay on top of all this? How do you know what to do? And all this is, it seems way too complicated. I can't. I feel like I'm drowning every time I look into this for my business. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know how taxes work. I can't keep on top of the <laughs> U.S. tax yeah. code. I don't know how anyone possibly does that. Um, even something as simple as managing payroll for a small company like like mine is incredibly challenging and let, yet you stay on top of it. So yeah. it's really just a matter of specialization. And uh, you know, she works on that so that I don't have to know how that works. My accountant works on all that, so I don't have to know how all yeah. that works. And I can stick working with this technology and in the digital marketing space. So I know how that works and you don't have to mess with it. Yep. Well, I bet you have some experience with Wix. And I want to again say again, thank you to them for being our sponsor today. Um, our friends over at Wix, the website and business building platform, know a thing or two about turning a scrappy startup team into a global organization serving millions of people. And they want to share what they've learned with you in a new micro podcast series called Ready for Takeoff by Wix, where the company's founders and leaders share super short lessons designed to help you build better products and teams faster. Subscribe and follow Ready for Takeoff by Wix right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us today. I'm going to guess you've probably used Wix. And um, I'd love to hear, like, what are some of your favorite tools? So, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner or whatever, and, and you're trying to wrestle with all this marketing stuff, what are your what are your, some of your favorite tools besides Wix, of course? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have worked with Wix along with other website builders out there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a good answer for you there. I don't like favorites, but um, I, I will always say that there is a right tool for the job. Sometimes Wix is the right tool for the job. Sometimes uh, a different technology might be out there. You know, if someone's trying to do some more advanced processing and really needs a web application, then we're going to be doing a very different tech stack. Um, yeah. If they have some technical experience, then uh, maybe we're working within their tech stack or maybe we're uh, maybe they have no idea what's going on. They don't want to touch it at all. Um, and so we're just going to go with whatever my favorite technology of the day happens to be. Um, I do think that um, there are a couple of tools out there that are very useful for small businesses that are, say, underappreciated. I want to throw those out there. Um, one is a listing tool. Uh, when I tell people about this, it's often the first time that they've ever heard about it. Um, I don't know why it's not more common, but a listing builder or a listing distributor um, is I think key to all small businesses and that they should have something like this put in place. Um, 
the idea is that you have your, your business listing information, that is your name, address, phone number, website, the basic information about your business that allows you to be found online. You put it into this tool and it pumps it out everywhere because there's a hundred million different business directories and apps and map services and search engines and review sites. And I mean, just think of all the different places that you have these different business listings. Um, and if you can automate putting those things out there into hundreds or thousands of different locations um, and make sure that they are up to date and accurate, that is probably the, the biggest bang for your buck outside of just you know, putting something online, getting a Facebook page, getting a website or something that a small business can do. And so what was, what's the name of that site? Oh, there's, there's several different options for it. Uh, probably the big name in the game is Yext. Um, there's another tool out there that we have that uh, is developed by a little company called Wildman Web Solutions that I'm a little bit biased towards. Okay. That's just our listing, build, uh, listing builder suite of tools. So uh, we've got a couple of uh, a different software options out there, depending on the price point you're looking for, that help to get that information out, uh, distributed to all the different directories and everywhere that houses this kind of information. So what, what led you to, to build that? Well, our mission to be a full service digital agency for small businesses. Um, we have a, a pile of different tools and services. Some of them are, um, you know, existing tools uh, that we, we recommend uh, to people or we have a, a reseller agreement with or licensing agreement or something like that. Um, but sometimes there just isn't something on the market that's that's really marketable or that I think fully solves the problem at hand. And at that point, we develop something internally. So um, when we are talking with our clients, we have a, a big tool chest that we can use depending on what they need. We will ad uh, advise a different prescription for them. But um, we've got some tools that are developed internally, 100% custom and maintained by Wildman Web Solutions. We've got some that we've partnered with or licensed with because, you know, sometimes you don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's great stuff out there and they'll give us a commission if we sell some. Um, and then we've got some things that we just partner with, um, because they're value adds. For example, uh, we have constant contact, uh, agreement. This is an email marketing software. Um, one of the better ones out there and definitely is the one that we use internally the one I like using. Um, and we offer that through our platform, meaning that we have a full integration with them and we can use some of that data in some of our other tools, but we're not actually making any money on it or anything. It's just a nice additional value that we can pass on to our clients. So have you, have you created, um, you mentioned you've created a few different things. Have you created any of these tools that have kind of really taken off into a life of their own? Like, do you see yourself eventually be turning into a software company? No, I don't, but I do think that there will always be a vertical of SaaS products that are part of our agency. Ultimately, I think that we're not going to be able to move away from the service side of things. We like people too much. We like working with all these different uh, uh, companies, but um, there, there's a probably about a third of our company revenue-wise that is just SaaS products, uh, subscription-based cool. softwares that we have built out. Um, then there's also internal softwares that, um, you know, they're not exactly products that we're selling or anything, but we just use them to manage our customers or to help our customers manage the tools and services that we're trying to get them set up with. Um, 
one of the complexities that our clients uh, complain about early on was just having to jump around from one thing to another. They go and log in Facebook and then log in on TikTok and then log in on Constant Contact and go log in their website. And they're bouncing all over the place and have 47 tabs open in order to manage their, their online presence. Um, and so we developed our business app or our, uh, our admin dashboard where our clients can go to our website and they can log into that dashboard there. And that has all of the different products and services and tools that they're using all there built into that dashboard. So you don't have to jump in, jump all over the place. We have your social media already connected there. We have your listing tools already connected there. Your third party tools that you're using, um, your Google workspace is in there. Your website is in there. And there's also a couple of other tools in there, like analytics and reporting that constantly tells you how things are working online. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all stuff we could use at, um, at, at my company. You know, we have the same same struggles, right? Just collecting all that data and trying to trying to get it to clients. It's, there's so, so much information. <laughs> Everyone's struggling with the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's a struggle. So... How do you how do you see the the future for for Wildman Web Solutions? I don't know. Uh, so this might be a good opportunity to go into a little bit of history here. But um, you know, I don't have a an MBA or anything. This is the first company that I've started, um, and the only company that I've started. And everything that I know about business administration, I've uh, either just learned by accidentally doing it right or. Uh, doing it wrong first and, and just learning by error. Um, so I'm kind of figuring out, uh, figuring it all out as I go uh, with with building this business. Um, we've been growing so crazy fast. I feel like I've just been riding the wave and staying just ahead of something, um, you know, staying just ahead of our growth enough to keep us going, keep us growing um, and, and becoming what we ultimately will become. Um, so with that natural prog progression, we have developed into this full service agency. There's a couple of different verticals in there. Um, like I said, we've got that SaaS vertical in there, just subscription-based softwares that I think that we will hopefully continue to expand and, and license out. I think maybe the growth uh, for that particular part of the business might be licensing it out to other developers or other agencies and you know we can be the agency behind the agencies or you know something along those lines yeah um especially if we're not in direct competition with those agencies um or you know there's a designer out there that wants to do freelance design but all of her clients are asking her about the uh, uh about more technical services that she can't provide we can give her the the technology that she needs to be successful there and she can just license that out for her business um not entirely sure but that's uh, that's been the idea i've been kicking around in my head there and then on the other side we do have the the services where this is just we're man managing um ad campaigns for our clients or building websites for our clients doing uh, search engine optimization campaigns for our clients and that is just going to be building out the team i'm always looking for new new talent uh for smart smart driven people. Um, and the more of those I can pull on to my team, the more services we can provide and the more, um, of that one-on-one -on -one personal attention that we can provide that I talked about earlier. Um, yeah, so th that's, that's probably the two versions of growth for our company here, building okay. out the software and building out the team. So uh, your background is in 
technology as a software developer, right? Yes. So I'm just curious, how often do clients come to you, you know, in, in the context of marketing and you guys have to build custom software for them? Does that happen very often? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of times we get something that's that's pretty basic, like we just need to build out a website for a company um, because no matter how good your Facebook ad campaign is, if they click on it and takes you to a website from before the internet was invented, then it's, it's not going to work. So there's a lot of that where we're really just developing uh, basic websites or small web applications. Um, but then we do get people that, you know, they come to us and they have a really good idea for an app. And so we're developing a couple of mobile apps right now. We're developing a couple of web applications. Uh, we had one client that originally came to us, um, you know, wanting some advertising and some social media help, really just wanting to hire a social media manager. And we got talking about uh, the the struggles of their business and really where their pain points are. Um, and it turned out one of their pain points was really this internal manage, management. Um, and they had this nightmare spreadsheet monster, monster spreadsheet that was managing everything within their business from their um, their products and their inventory to fulfillment and distribution. And this was a pretty sizable distribution company uh, managing everything off of Excel. And so we ended up building a uh, basically a CRM for them um, just for internal management. Um, and that's a, a really fun thing that we can do as, again, a, a full service digital marketing company that you know if they come to us, they would just want a logo or they just want some social media help we can talk with them and figure out what the real pain point is and probably serve them better than they even realized by solving a problem they didn't know they had. Well, and that, and that's a byproduct of being a full service company, as you mentioned, is you're working with certain companies and certain types of industries that if you build a website for them, they might also have like all this dynamic content or catalog or like we need this portal for our customers to log in and do this thing or whatever. And you inevitably kind of get dragged into these these other projects mm -hmm. that uh, are needed for their you know digital presence online. You could be a simple login portal for their customers to do something or whatever. Yeah, plus it's fun. Um, I like I said, my background is in software, and I find myself being more of a marketer and more of an administrator now, running the company. But sometimes I like to get back to my roots and just build something cool. Um, and so being that full service agency. Uh, allows me to, you know, to to do all of the above. I can still I can do some design work. I can do some administrative work. I can go and build a website. I can help someone with their Wix site, and then I can go back and build an actually a, a really cool piece of software for a client. You got to keep scratching that itch. I know it. You like to write code. <laughs> you know yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Busted. Uh, it's it's hard to get away from, um, and it's a very specific type of challenge. It's a type of creativity that really isn't leveraged anywhere else, I don't think. It, it hits both hemispheres of the brain. It just yeah. checks all the boxes for me. I've been a software developer for 20 years, so I get it. Yeah. I get it. Well, um, once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by Wix. Are you an entrepreneur or founder trying to figure out how to successfully navigate the rocket ship that is hypergrowth? Do you want to take control over your company's online presence internally and externally? Well, our friends over at Wix Enterprise can help. Wix Enterprise is a platform that provides businesses with an all-in-one solution for all types of growth and business needs. 
create hyper-performing websites for your business, all of which are backed by enterprise-grade security as well as expert support to help you manage and scale online. Head over to wix.com for more information. So, Miles, I have a question for you. You said this is your first business. You're an entrepreneur. And it's a struggle, right? You're like, well, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. It's trial by fire. You're learning as you go. And really, it's the best way. You know way more than the guy who went through his MBA but hasn't done any real-world work, right? So... How is how is that journey, and and how do you how do you learn from other people? Do you do you have mentors or anything? Like how do you how do you do this? Well, um, that that probably has a lot of answers, and ultimately, you know, I'll get back to you when I figure it all out. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's you kind of learn as you go. Um, I think it's one of the strengths that was given to me by working in technology and being a software developer. So you'll you'll appreciate this is that it doesn't matter how many languages you know. It doesn't matter how many technologies or frameworks you know. It's going to be obsolete by tomorrow, and you have to learn the next thing. And so if you're ever talking to a professional software developer, who you're really talking to is a professional learner. They're just picking up new things all the time, um, and that has really benefited me in the business world. Because that's that's really all I'm doing all day, every day, is asking questions, looking at uh, ways that I can improve our internal systems, um, and being completely okay with uh, learning and failing, admitting when I don't know something. Uh, I just said here on the, this podcast in front of uh, tens of thousands of people, um, you know, I, I'm everything that I know about running a business, I've either accidentally done right or I learned by doing it wrong first. Um, yeah. And it is a really powerful, really uh, crazy way to learn something, but it's also really, really rewarding. One thing that I do wish that I knew when I was just starting off is how important it is to have mentors, to surround yourself with people who know what they're doing, who maybe have done this before, um, and just knowing that they are out there. I think I, I probably knew that I needed to ask people some questions, but I didn't, I didn't think that they existed. I didn't think they were around me. I didn't think that they would talk to me if I, if I asked. Um, and now with the benefit of hindsight, I know that um, if I reach out to a member of our local business community, um, either through the chamber or the SBDC or uh, you know, one of our other professional groups that we have here, chances are they're happy to sit down and talk with me and answer some questions and probably would have saved me a whole lot of headaches. Um, now I'm on the other side of that and I try to tell people, you know, if you are trying to start something, call me. I'm I'm happy to sit down and yeah. have a coffee with you and answer questions and tell you what to do and what not to do and you know maybe save you some of those headaches and mistakes that I made the first time around so that you can go out and make a whole new set of mistakes. I think the problem is, and this applies to all people and all types of things, is you just don't know what you don't know, right? You don't you you've never done this before. You just don't know what you don't know. It's like. It's like being a parent for the first time. There's like a thousand things you don't know, and you don't even know that you don't know them until you go through the journey. And having a mentor is by far one of the most important and valuable things. As a parent, it's like I've got grandma and grandpa to help out, right, to learn from. <laughs> but as a business owner, you also need mentors. It's also intimidating. I think that was yeah. my problem early. You know, I didn't want to go out and talk with people. Um I'm also just an invert, uh, introvert. Surprise, surprise. The software developer doesn't 
uh, yep. naturally go out and become a social butterfly. I've gotten better at that over the years, but it's definitely not my, uh, my default setting, if you will. Um, but being okay with rejection, um, getting a couple of no's and, you know, that's not going to ruin your day. Just go out and ask people. I think that's, um, that's incredibly valuable for people who are just going out and getting started is, you know, figure out who owns that restaurant down the block that you want, that you like, um, or your, one of your favorite businesses in your town and call them up. Uh, chances are they, they, they will probably talk with you and answer some questions about everything. Um, and don't be afraid of failure, whether that is, um, in your own ventures, you're trying to start something out. Um, you're going to learn a lot from a lot more from failures than you are from your successes. And don't be afraid of failure when it comes to you know, reaching out to these people or saying something dumb in front of a, uh, in, in front of someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, you need to be asking these people uh, yeah. and, and finding a mentor. And, and then the connections that come from it are invaluable, right? You never know who you're going to meet and maybe they may not be able to help you directly, but they might know somebody who does. Right. Um, you know, it's just a couple degrees of separation generally between you and, and other people that could potentially be a customer or a mentor or investor or whatever. And it happens all the time. Now, now, of course, I know because I'm running in the circles that are the CEOs in and around this area, but we're always passing information from one person to the next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if someone is looking for, you know, they're trying to hire someone, a lot of people are trying to hire people right now. So, you know, I've got my eye out for a couple of people that I want to bring in on my team, but also, you know, uh, slots that I know need to be filled over at friends. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, we, we all talk. <laughs> Well, um, I, yeah, I hope you go back and listen to the 800 episodes of Startup Hustle before. If you want to learn more and more and more, uh, we have so many great uh, podcast episodes about all things entrepreneurship and business. Um, and sounds like uh, Wix has an amazing podcast that they just released. So definitely check out Ready for Takeoff by Wix, um, another great educational podcast about entrepreneurship and business. And uh Miles, thank you so much for being here today. Um, if somebody wants to learn more about you and your business, uh, how should they reach out? Yeah, thank you for, for having me. Easiest way is just to go to our website, wildmanweb.com, uh, and learn more about Wildman Web Solutions. I'm never going to forget you're the wild man. Like, yeah, there I, we I go. I like the name. It's clever. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, wild man. Thank you. Take care. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.